0: 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Donald Trump says Vice President Mike Pence will be his running mate in 2020. White House correspondent Greg Clugston files this report. He's confirmed it before,
2: but the president is on the record once again saying he'll stick with Pence as his vice presidential running mate. Mr. Trump told Fox and Friends that he's my guy, he's my friend. The president said former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, would be great, but that Pence has done a phenomenal job as vice president. Greg Clugston, the White
0: House. New York billionaire Michael Bloomberg has officially entered the Democratic presidential campaign today. Aides say that he will swear off both campaign contributions and the presidential salary if he were to win the White House. Bloomberg's Democratic rivals are blasting news that Bloomberg plans to skip the first primaries if he enters the race. More details at srnnews.com. Eric Metaxas always has words of wisdom. If you really give yourself in your sufferings, your victories and your defeats, your, your pains
3: and your joys to God. And you say, Lord, whatever you can do with this, I want to live for you. If he uses you for his purposes, he makes it up to you in all kinds of ways, not least being, spending eternity with him in paradise.
0: The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at three on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio.
3: Photos and videos from our events, news updates, live streaming, and yeah, maybe even a selfie or two. The latest and greatest way to connect with the Patriot is to follow us on Instagram. Just simply search am 1280 Patriot on Instagram and voila, there we are. It's just past two o'clock here in the Twin Cities. Let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. We have a chance of sprinkles today with a high of 44. And we got our two of the Brad Carlson Show of the Narn starting right now.
0: Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Hey, I'm Patriot.
4: Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thank you as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you can leave a comment there, too. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Leave a comment or question or give us a like if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate your support. I talked a lot of national issues in the first hour, and I want to transition to some local issues. And it seems like every week for the past uh, several weeks, we have talked about some component of the Minnesota Department of Human Services, which has come under more scrutiny for just the uh, sheer ineptitude and just uh, mind-boggling waste that has taken place. Uh, Pretty scary, considering this is the largest uh, department uh, in the uh, as far as budget dollars goes, with an eighteen, $18 billion dollar budget, and here to talk to us is a friend of the broadcast, uh, Senator Jim Abler, my senator for, uh, from where I live up in New Ramsey. Uh, senator Abler represents Anoka, Ramsey, and over any sliver of Coon Rapids. And uh, who better to come on and talk about this particular issue than Senator Abler, who is also the chair of the Human Services Reform Finance and Policy Committee? Uh, senator Abler, always good to have you on the broadcast, sir. How are you?
5: Oh yeah, thanks for having me. And um I hope that this holds up. I'm uh traveling uh through uh northern Florida with a single bar hanging on by a thread, which is kinda how DHS has been doing it. Uh trying to go from day to day and keep out of the paper and scandal after scandal. Uh actually commissioner after commissioner. Uh oh. And the DHS. So uh sending resume today and huge food part.
4: I'll tell you what, why don't we put Senator Abler on hold and let's see if we can't maybe um, try to get him back uh, uh, when he's in better cell phone reception or maybe try to reboot a little bit. But, uh, yeah, uh, obviously some of the highlights or lowlights, as it were, uh, this is from a Star Tribune story. Uh, it was revealed that there were $48 million in improper payments to chemical dependency uh, treatment providers, and that has now ballooned into a $61 million problem, uh, money that the state— is responsible for paying back on its own. Uh, In addition to the improper payments for chemical dependency treatment, the Department of Human Services said it identified compliance issues with the cash welfare assistance program and some uh, child foster care services. Uh, Senator Abler, if we can get him back on the uh, the line, uh, he was quoted in the Star Tribune story and uh, he wasn't uh, (laughs) quite as as jocular as we first heard him when we uh, picked up the line. Uh, Obviously, Very upset about uh, the developments with the DHS, and rightly so, because it's getting to the point where if you're trying to determine uh, what funds are to uh, be reimbursed or who's responsible for what, can you really even trust these numbers? And that's what it's boiling down to. And obviously, you know, there's been staffing chaos within the DHS. So we've got a new uh, DHS uh, commissioner, Jody Jody Harpstead. And I, I can't imagine walking into this situation trying to, you know, provide proper oversight and fix this when you're going into a complete mess where there was has been no accountability and trying to put in proper reforms. And this is going to be the interesting thing come the legislative session, which uh, the next legislative session, I believe, gets going in February of 2020. When how are you going to go about uh, addressing this? How are you going to go about resolving this? Because it's not going to be a very good look when there was ineptitude within the department, and when there was attempts to be oversight or the compliance officer attempted to do her job, she felt threatened by people within the department. And was not able to adequately do her job. And then all of a sudden you're going to come back to the legislature and, and, and ask for funds to try to uh, take care of this. So, uh, well, we apologize, folks. Uh, Senator Abler, you know, like you said, he was down in uh, Florida uh, on a vacation, well-deserved vacation, because I can't imagine what he's facing uh, coming up in February with the legislative session. But uh, didn't have very good cell phone reception. We've been in- unable to reach him, so we apologize, folks. Yeah,
3: we'll keep trying. Uh, maybe he'll call back, but we'll keep trying and see what we can do. That's fine. I
4: mean, obviously, this is a story we've been following closely uh, here at uh, here at the Patriot, and uh, it's going to uh, it's going to come to a head, and you know how it's going to get resolved, we'll see. But uh, Senator Michelle Benson, who another friend of the broadcast, who we had on a few weeks ago to talk about this, now she's the chair of the Senate Health and Human Services Finance and uh, Policy Committee. She said she was cautiously optimistic that Harpstead and her senior management team were addressing the problems, and the new sign-off process would help prevent further costly mistakes. Now, what the sign-off process entails is apparently, starting next month, the DHS will require multiple sign-offs by top administrators before dispersing Medicaid funds, uh, Harpstead told them. Now, uh, what had happened was there had been overpayments of Medicaid funds, particularly when it comes to uh, rehab for drug abuse, uh, specifically on some of the indian reservations that were being wolfly wolf, were being overpaid and what happened was unless it a reasonable person could discover there was significant overpayments of these funds that you know you just let it go you let them you know uh, keep the money well imagine getting a letter from the DHS and demanding that you have to repay this money. So that too was apparently done in air. So uh it's just a complete mess. And apparently we're going to give a, give it another shot. We do have a Senator Abler again, a Republican Senator out of Senate district 35, representing Ramsey and Oka and over in a little sliver of Coon Rapids. Uh, Senator Abler, are you back with us, sir?
5: Well, it's like communicating with the space shuttle. I think sometimes Remember the little static and the beep stuff that we have. So hopefully this will work now. I and mean, then. uh so I'll do my best to try to conduct the conversation. Can you hear me okay? Yeah,
6: I
4: can hear you fine. know uh, I did ch- chat a little bit, Senator Abler, while we were trying to get you back on the line. And, and one of the highlights from the Star Tribune story, or lowlights, if you were, was uh, a story about how it was ascertained that there was $48 million in improper payments uh, to chemical dependency treatment <clears throat> providers. It's now ballooned as a $61 million problem, which I suppose to a department that has an $18 billion budget, it's a rounding error. But when it's coming to correcting this stuff and being passed down to the counties, as has been talked about, that's some serious money, Senator Abler.
5: <clears throat> well, that's just only one of those things. right? And so that's a lot of money. But there's some other things that should even make you more nervous. Uh, there was a matter of the what's called Suboxone payments, to uh, people trying to get off of opioids uh, with the tribe? Yes. Let me ask you this. So you're an entrepreneurial sort. Let's say I've got a job for you, and I've got a product that costs 2 bucks that you're going to get people to take at their house, and then I'll give you $22 every day that someone goes to their house to take it. Sure. You'd go like, you would take that job, right?
4: How, how could and you
5: so not? So that's, that's what the hospitals get. Now, if you happen to belong to a, one of a couple of tribes, you get $456 a day. Mm. Now... You would go like, that seems like a lot of money. And so the guy who's who's in charge of this was the eighth rung down the org chart. And the guy ahead of him says, no, that's how we do it. The person the seventh rung down uh, said they had no idea what was going on. They didn't notice this guy. And I don't think he was dishonest. I just think it's so sloppy that none of the people on runs one through seven paid any attention to the fact this guy was sending out eight-digit payments to people. Wow. And without any accountability that that worries me even more that they don't even know who's driving the bus, which is why I referred to the DHS uh, world as being in free fall, which by the way, they did not like that very much, but that it's absolutely $18 billion and every uh, provider feels broke. Every department, everybody who's getting a service, who thinks that things can be done better, they could use a little bit more of something at $18 billion, your head should explode.
4: Obviously, we had the uh, confirmation in the last uh, couple months or so of a new DHS uh, Commissioner, uh, Jody Harpstead. Uh, you know, she's now in the job, and I you know, I certainly don't envy her at all, given everything that has been going on uh, really this entire year, 2019. Uh, how comfortable are you, Senator Abler, with her leadership thus far? I mean, I know she's going into a difficult situation, but are you gleaning any confidence from her and her leadership uh, since she's taken over? I know she's relatively new, but uh, how do you assess her performance thus far?
5: uh she is the only hope they have to turn this around if she should somehow decide not to do it they're going to take some insider and make them a commissioner and it's just all going to be a world of hurt um she comes out of the nonprofit and the public sector and she is applying every tool that you think you should try to be applying um and in the beginning she was a little apologetic for the department but later now recently she's going like Really, what a rat's nest she's crawled into. And every place you turn, there is dysfunction. There is uh, uh, inte- program integrity problems, there's attention to detail problems, like $61 million details like that. Those are common. And a million here and a million there. Uh, she has turned the inspector general's office around using a Six Sigma techniques. Mm. And so it actually might, could work now potentially. Um, but there's just so many departments and so many people and so much money. And and you know, uh, human nature being what it is, that um, whenever you have $18 billion to spend a year, there's a lot of people running around that want to get a piece of that. Sure. And some don't even care if they give a value for it. So I don't envy her one bit. Um, but she, is, she's, she was a good choice. And my cards are all on her. And... Uh, Time will tell, but she's trying. And so I remain optimistic about that.
4: We are joined by uh, Minnesota State Senator Jim Abler talking about uh, all of the issues uh, beset at the Department of Human Services. Uh, Senator Abler, uh, we do have to take a real quick break here. Are you able to hold over and uh, join us for just one more segment after this?
5: Oh, absolutely, yeah, and I've got good service now. Okay. Welcome to the town of Caraval, Florida.
4: Well, it sounds good, so we definitely appreciate uh, your flexibility here. Again, Senator Jim Abler coming back, talking about all the problems uh, at the DHS, and here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. Brad Carlson, the Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast.
7: Go nowhere. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just $19.95. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their
1: sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station.
8: Please contact us at wnav-video.com. When it comes to replacing your windows and
2: doors, ignorance is not bliss. You only want to have to do it once and you don't want to make a mistake. Great Plains Windows and Doors has been helping homeowners all over the Twin Cities with their replacement needs, utilizing the entire line of Anderson Core product, including the most popular 400 series, which contractors trust the most, and they're made right here in Minnesota. Now that sounds like bliss. For a truly remarkable experience, contact Great Plains Windows and Doors at GreatPlainsWindows.com. Welcome back,
4: AM1280, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network.
9: 651 289
4: 4488. That's a number to call. You know I, mean. I didn't know R. Lee Michaels uh, could uh, croon like this. This is pretty good. Oh, this isn't our Lee Michaels. Never mind. Well, you can still pretend it is, though. I'll go with it. Joined by Minnesota State Senator Jim Abler talking about all of the issues uh, plaguing the Minnesota Department of Human Services. Obviously, this is an issue that has a lot of Minnesotans concerned, and as such, some are wanting to weigh in. So, uh, Senator Abler, if I, uh, hopefully you can hear. We do have a couple of callers that want to weigh in and m- maybe ask you a question or two. So, let's go to line two. Doug, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Welcome.
5: Yeah. uh, Thanks. Hi, Brad. Hi, Senator Abler. Yeah. I was just wondering if we could maybe talk for a few minutes about, um, it's sometimes published that we hear that 1.1 million Minnesotans are actually on Medicaid. That's, that's approaching, that's about 19% of our total state population.
0: Uh, again, 1.1 million, uh, which is about almost 20%. And to me, that seems like maybe the biggest problem of all. And just wondering what can we
5: What can be done about that? Thank you.
4: Thanks, Doug. Senator Abler, if you want to tackle that one.
5: well, We've discussed that forever. And um, we've tried to discuss, particularly from our side of the aisle, do we need to serve all these people? Do they need all that they're getting? Do they even, why are we doing some of this in the first place? And we never seem to shrink the programs. They seem to grow. And then we add a person or doesn't add a person.
3: Might have lost him again. Oh, can sorry. You- Wait. Go ahead, Jim. Oh, we can hear right. you. We they're can right. hear you. Go ahead. Yeah.
4: All
5: right, yeah. Um, mm. um so but actually this is how the debate goes. almost like disappears. Like, can we
3: Why not try him again? Okay. So um
4: yeah, we'll try to get Senator Abler back on the on the line as soon as we can when we put him on hold. In the meantime, we can take this uh Uh, Next call, Al from Zimmerman is on line three. Hi, Al, you're on the Northern Alliance Trader Network.
10: Oh, hi. I just wonder uh, why people aren't following the money that was given to the band up north. All these millions and millions of dollars that are being thrown around—they're being thrown around by the people that are—I like to call them weasels in the hen house. Mm -hmm. They're—they're—they're throwing money around the, the crazy liberals. I, well, follow the money at the same week that they gave the band of Ojibwe's in Mille Lacs, $28 million on, you know, that was unfunded. It was not supposed to go to them. The same week they shut down fishing on Malax, which is destroying all the, all the resorts and everything else around there. The only people who are making money are the gas stations with people driving by now. But they give the band $28 million and then another $9 million later, I mean, what's what's going on? The, the the crazy liberals are destroying this state, and they're doing it from within. That's my point.
4: Okay, thanks, Al. We uh, we appreciate the phone call. Do we have Senator Abler back on? Do we? Know uh, yes, we should. Okay, Senator Abler, I do want to obviously uh, transition to a, a Pioneer Press story that took place. Uh,
3: oh, now we lost him. No, oh, it happens. Hold on.
4: Well, I, I do want to uh, give kudos to Dave Oric with the uh, uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Uh, He did a a terrific job, and he's been on this uh, since day one where he's outlined uh, three mistakes that will cost taxpayers $23 million. Now, initially, uh, the estimate was $10 million, and then he says, oh, my mistake that will actually cost taxpayers uh, $23 million. And he specifically addresses three areas. Uh, One is uh, cash payments. Uh, The second is foster care, and the third is having to do – Uh, with drug abuse now the cash payments he says the problem is uh, a result of faulty dhs instructions counties and indian tribes have reclaimed uh, mistaken cash overpayments to poor people when they should have just let people uh, keep the money now apparently what had happened is in 2016 changes to laws meant that when a county state or tribe made a mistake and paid someone too much the person wasn't responsible for paying back the extra money, unless a quote unquote reasonable person would have noticed the mistake. Uh, but state officials suspect that based on DHS instructions, counties and tribes have clawed back overpayments that recipients couldn't have been expected to notice. Now, when you're talking about a lot of these millions of dollars that they're asking the tribes to pay back based on their mistake, there was, when these hearings were conducted back in the summer, I remember this that it was ascertained that, you know, again, millions of dollars were uh, overspent for, you know, particularly the uh, uh, drug rehab. And there were members of these tribes that called the DHS and said, is this right? This doesn't seem right. This seems like way too much. And they were assured by the DHS. Yeah, everything's good. Everything's uh, on the up and up. That's what you're supposed to be receiving. That's what you're entitled to receive. And then, it's later found out. Well, uh, we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to reclaim this money after all. And they don't just have that money lying around. If you are going to give these people this money, okay, and then all of a sudden turn around and expect them to try to recoup it, they don't just have it lying around. So this whole thing has just
3: been an, an absolute nightmare. Did are we unable to get Senator Abler back? Our phones won't even connect to him at all. I type in the phone number, and I can't even get a dial tone or anything. Okay, well, that's fine. Or at huh? least a ring, a ring.
4: Yeah, we only have about uh, a few minutes left to go in this uh, particular segment, so we'll uh, we'll try to get connect with him at another time. Unfortunately, I think there's going to probably be more issues cropping up, so we'll have a, a, have a situation where we're going to need to have Senator Abler back. Uh, I ho- hope that's not the case. I would like for this to get resolved and be on the road uh, to, to being mended. You know That would certainly help. Uh, and then we wouldn't have to uh, uh, rely on Senator Abler because he's normally a mild-mannered guy, but you can tell this kind of stuff is really, really starting to bother him. Uh, so, yeah, this is—I uh, uh, have a feeling we'll—we'll we'll need to call on him again. That's—that's that's perfectly fine. But one of the things Senator Michelle Benson mentioned on her uh, broadcast, or when she on her guest appearance when she was on, I think a couple three weeks ago, is that this is this is a situation where no one within the uh, department was taking any responsibility and so when you had commissioner harpstead uh taking the reins of this now all of a sudden she's trying to you know implement these new procedures where there's going to be multiple supervisors within the department signing off on a lot of these requests so, therefore, you can't just push it off on some flunky. Not that a government flunky ever is in risk of losing their job. That may be part of the problem as well. Uh, but another aspect of this is if Governor Tim Walls actually took the initiative and said, look, this is what needs to happen. I mean, a bunch of legislators talking at a committee, you know, that's one thing. And you've got a back the interim commissioner, uh, Pam Wheelock, last summer, just basically tried to run out the clock. You know, she figured I'm out of this job within a week or two, so I'm just going to kind of uh, obfuscate as best I can so as not to, uh, you know, kind of indict myself. But if Senator Walls comes forth and demands some action, that should get the attention of people. And apparently, I'd read something because I didn't see a story attached to it, but someone had indicated that Governor Walls has finally called for a forensic audit of everything that's been going on. So that's a step in the right direction. And as Senator Abler said in the brief time we did get to chat with him, he did say he's he's optimistic or, or at least cautiously optimistic that new commissioner Jody Harpstead will be able to get to the bottom of some of this because, you know, she's worked in this type of industry before. I, I think I don't quote me, I think it was Lutheran Brotherhood Services, you know, organizations that work with similar issues. So with her background, this is something that she might be able to to, to get to the bottom of this. But the fact that Tim Walls has finally, you know, said, hey, we need to do a forensic audit and basically build this from the ground up. So you're talking to everybody that has been involved and said, okay, when this request came through or this directive came through, how did you handle it? What did you do? Okay, then they can kind of follow the trail of where things went wrong and find out who's responsible. Now, again, because these are government jobs, I don't know how many people, if any, are going to lose their jobs. Typically, that's been the biggest problem, is you get an unaccountable bureaucracy that doesn't ever seem to suffer any consequences. And until there's real-time consequences, I don't know that there's any incentive to get this fixed. But the fact that a forensic audit is finally being conducted, uh, I think, is a, is a, is a positive step uh, in, in the right direction. And this was frustrating to me because... Tim Walls gave an interview a few months ago where he's talked about his biggest priorities for the legislative session and I've mentioned it practically every week on the show is gun control and some green energy policies which he's trying to get in the motif of what California's done because California's certainly thriving economically and environmentally, aren't they? Yeah, not so much. Okay? Yet that was seemed to be the only things that Governor Walls was prioritizing. Nowhere did he mention dhs he he kind of gave it a cursory mention he said well you know we're going to look at some issues within certain departments that you know there may be some issues there but we'll, we'll try to get those cleaned up it's like uh, again 18 billion dollar budget the largest of any budget item in the in the state budget and yet you're just going to shrug off all these issues now again 60 million dollars which is it which is what this is an upwards of all right um that's That may be a rounding error when it comes to an $18 billion budget. But again, the problem is a lot of these are being passed down to the counties. And I'll read from the Star Tribune story. Uh, under state law, counties have to shoulder some of the repayment burden. The, they are being asked to pay back $8.8 million. Hennepin County's bill, $2.2 million. St. Louis County is asked to pay $693,000. Paul Fleissner, Deputy County Administrator with Olmsted County in Southern Minnesota, said he just learned Monday that his county would be required to pay $362,000 to the DHS for the agency's mistakes. He now faces the difficult task of informing his county board of commissioners at a meeting Tuesday. They're going to be angry. Guaranteed, Fleissner said of the county commissioners. The worst part is I have no way of showing them that these numbers are real. And given the fact that the DHS controls are so poor, how do we know their numbers are accurate? And that's a legitimate question because, as I said at the outset, the, big, the biggest number you heard being floated around is the $48 million in improper payments to chemical dependency treatment providers. Well, now they're coming out and saying it's upwards of $60 million. So is this one of those situations where you better hurry up and sign off on paying back $362,000 as Olmstead County before the number starts to go up? I mean, could you be facing that kind of situation? It's, uh oh, what a mess. But uh, again, we apologize, folks. We intended to have Senator Abler on for these two segments. We just weren't able to get a good, con- good enough connection, but... We'll have him back on again in the near future. I'm certain of that, unfortunately. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere.
6: Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned.
11: Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them, and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour, and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable, and the results, well, even my husband noticed, Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-606-1010. 800-606-1010.
9: Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988.
4: Welcome back, to Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651 289 4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. I did want to, uh, again, we apologize we weren't able to get a good connection with uh, Senator Jim Abler, uh, Wanted to talk about uh, the issues at the Department of Human Services, uh, just the ineptitude and... uh, uh, dare I say, probably some corruption going on there as well, because there are people that are still in jobs that probably ought not be. But, um, you know, that's something that uh, hopefully they can uh, get to the bottom of, that's for sure. Because until there's real life consequences, I, I don't know how these issues get uh, resolved ultimately. But want to continue uh, focusing on some local issues. We talk, like to talk a little sports around here. And uh, this year has actually been a fun year for not only pro football, it's gotten better over the past month and a half for our Vikings club, and they're on their bye week this week, but our Gophers team as well. I've I've said before that this is the most formidable Gopher team uh, I started paying attention in the late 70s, so this is da- uh, definitely the most formidable Gopher team since I've been paying attention for 40 years, but I was born in 1969. This is definitely the most formidable Gopher team in my lifetime, because uh, there's some if they can beat Wisconsin next week and then in the Big Ten Championship beat Ohio State, you have to give them ser- serious consideration for the uh, for the college football playoff. Now, yep. I know they lost to Iowa last week, mm-hmm. but that's not a horrible loss. No. Iowa's a top-20 team, one of the better defenses in college football. And Gophers, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, I know. But they, they, they were moving the ball, just didn't score enough points. It happens. So be it. But that's not a horrible loss. So uh, at the very minimum, they beat Wisconsin next week and that thus so up the Big Ten West Championship, uh, they at minimum should go to the Rose Bowl. But because next week's game, this is for winner-take-all in the Big Ten West, they have to win next week, and it's between them and Wisconsin. So uh, whoever wins this game not only gets Paul Bunyan's axe, which is the traveling trophy between the two teams, and the Gophers won it last year for the first time in like 14 years. So it's been at the Beerman Building Trophy case for the past year. So, not only is it a border battle game, arch rivalry, bitter rivalry, the trophy is at stake, but also Big Ten West Championship is at stake as well. So, a lot riding on this game. Now, I know fans were disappointed because they wanted college game day to come to town two weeks ago when they played Penn State. Mm -hmm. Or actually, actually that was, uh, yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago when they played Penn State because it was a matchup of, you know, Penn State was in the top six, I believe, and the Gophers were, you know, 13th maybe. Um, didn't happen and it ended up being a huge game, entertaining game. The Gophers won probably the signature victory this program has had in decades. Um, uh, but there is a reprieve. Yes. Because according to a star tribune story, the Gophers will play host to ESPN's college game day for the first time Saturday when Wisconsin yeah, visits TCF bank stadium.
3: About time. There it is. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, it's, it's shocking that cause when did they start doing game day? Do we know for sure?
4: That's an excellent question. I don't know. It is the premier pregame show in college football because everybody wants to tune into ESPN game day. Right. And so uh, I'd have to look that up real quick, but it seems to me it's been going on for uh, at least a decade. Right. Because uh, I, I remember vividly when Kirk Herbstreet, one of the hosts of the uh, show, had breaking news that Les Miles was going to leave LSU for Michigan. Okay. That didn't happen. No, it didn't. No, he
3: eventually <laughs> left LSU. He eventually left LSU, mm-hmm. and there was talk he was going to come here. There, I honestly, I was in that camp too. I wanted Les Miles over PJ Fleck when PJ was just hired, and the only reason for that is because Les was coming in with a ton of credibility. Gotta let. Got a relish wasn't. in the ending here. Yes. Oh, oh, the video didn't have it at the end. Oh well, I'm sorry. picked the wrong Minnesota. Minnesota, there you go, numbers.
4: So according Pick to this, YouTube video. College Game Day has been, uh, it's been, well, they did it from the studios um, b- starting in like 1987, but it's been on location since 1993 where they've picked a venue to go sure. to. So uh, obviously Chris Fowler, or excuse is it, um, no, it's Reese Davis. Reese Davis is the main host, and of course he's joined by uh, Lee Corso, Kirk Herbstreet, and Desmond Howard. And uh, I, I know Sam Ponder was part of that, and now sure. she's with the NFL side. But, uh, yeah, so it's a big deal is what I'm saying. And college football fans, this is where they tune in. If their team is involved in a big game, they want to hear how the, these guys pick them. Mm-hmm. So the question now is, who's going to be the celebrity picker? Because whenever they go on location to a campus, mm. they want to pick a fan
3: of that particular team where they're broadcasting from. I mean, if they could pick PJ Fleck, I think they would just because of his energy alone. He's good for TV, but you can't pick him. No, it's a little bit. He's going to be a little busy. Yeah, he's
4: going to be a little busy. Um, I
3: suggested Tony Dungy. What about Lindsey Whalen? Hall,
4: Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Fame NFL coach, of course, played at the University of Minnesota. Lindsey Whalen, I would I would like that. Sure, absolutely. And uh, WNBA, all was she an all star in WNBA? Oh, multiple times, multiple times. Oh, okay yes. I, yeah. I know she was a fantastic player for the Lynx, yes. Minnesota Lynx, hometown gal. Currently, the coach of the women's basketball team. I'd love it with Lindsay Wha. Lindsay.
3: God bless her, I like her. Not the most charismatic individual. Like her a lot. Like when she's with the media? Yeah.
4: Just yeah media. She's not um, very charismatic. Yeah, I've, I've heard
3: that she just kind of, like, when she's talking to media, she just gets inside her shell. But when she's, like, doing stuff with her friends, doing stuff with other people, apparently she's, like, a completely different person. It's what? one of the, She's one of those people who might get intimidated being behind her microphone Be be uh, on I TV. Guess. So. Well, it's funny because I follow her on Instagram,
4: and when she was with the link, she'd post Instagram stories where she was, you know, hanging with her teammates, and just just the kind of tone and the way in the words she said and the things she talked about I mean Lindsay now this may sound politically incorrect but <laughs> you're 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 a white girl from Hutchinson what 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 are you doing here <laughs> you know, it just it sounded just so odd coming from her because I you know because I know how she regularly speaks but you know she gets caught up in the moment and sharing sure. with her teammates and whatnot so I'm not saying that as a criticism it just sounded yeah. odd coming from this uh introverted young lady from Hutchinson, sure. I'm but- trying
3: to think of uh local celebrities too that could be an option um Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, well, uh, that'd be a major coup if you can ooh, get him to come. You should out get hiding. Bob Dylan and Garrison Keillor on there at once. Oh God! Did yeah. you hear about what Garrison Keillor said about Bob Dylan? I did not. Uh, he basically trashed him in his newest book or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. He was like raving about Prince and other local artists, but he just went out of his way to just go after Bob Dylan. No, okay, yeah. Well, eat your own. Uh, Bob sure. Dylan, born on May twenty fourth, my my birthday. Oh. Twenty eight years apart, but, but uh. still, that's pretty cool. <laughs> there I, th- I think I share a birthday with Andrew Wiggins, February twenty sixth. Oh. Okay. You know what? what I think it's February 24th.
4: Okay, well, I think. whatever That's the enough. case may be. But I'm I'm old enough to remember when uh, college game day when Bino Cook was one of the studio hosts. He was like this old, uh, you know, curmudgeon. Yeah, at, I don't uh, even know who that is. Yeah, he says. Uh, I, I still remember uh, one of his great lines is uh, you know he was talking about uh, the um, <clears throat> it, it was uh, about he was talking about West Virginia University. About how West Virginia they were going to have a long year, they weren't a very good team. And he says, uh, he says, let me tell you something. Once that Mountaineer mascot fires that musket, the whole student body are like, "Hello, Pennsylvania," because they just want to get out of West Virginia, and go party in Pennsylvania. So that was one of his more famous lines. But yeah, this is going to be this is going to be big. Yeah, because uh, this is just a big game. There's so much at stake: the trophy, the Big Ten West championship, possibly a berth in the Rose Bowl. Because neither Wisconsin or Minnesota. I don't believe can beat Ohio State. Now, again, I, I'm not going to say you never say never, You know, kind of like the dumb and dumber, You know, maybe one in a billion. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. Uh, so you never say never. I get that. But uh, Judd Zolgad, who works for a different sports station, uh, he said that he believes if the Gophers, if they beat Wisconsin, but they get crushed by Ohio State, that they will then pick Penn State to go to the Rose Bowl. Uh. I don't. I don't see that because if all that happens, Gophers would be eleven and two. Penn State would be ten and two, and you've beaten Penn State head to head. Right. I. I don't see how because Penn State only only lost to Ohio State by eleven yesterday. I, I. I'm. I'm not getting that rationale. I. I'm skeptical that that would that would happen, but the Gophers definitely have to hold their own against Ohio State. That's what I'm hoping for anyways because I have no delusions that they could beat Ohio State. But if they do, then you have signature wins over Penn State, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's still a top-20 team. And Ohio State. And you have only one loss, and it's to Iowa. Because Georgia lost to South Carolina at home. Right. And they're still in the college football playoff. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. So my point is, if the Gophers win these next two games – they got to be in consideration of the college football playoff, right? And and like I was talking about two weeks ago, does not compute. It's like when you put too much data in, and a computer does not compute. I know.
7: I, I, I that, it's
4: weird, but it's fun. Yeah. And again, we we got all hyped up last time, and then uh, you know they they went and laid an egg against Iowa. Well, they didn't lay an egg. No, they got beat by a good team. Yeah. And and to show you, I mean, this is how surreal things have become because Iowa was a three point favorite. Going into that game, and they beat the Gophers twenty to thirteen, and then the students rushed the field. It's like I saw that you were a favorite to win the game, but yet that's how things have changed. where beating Minnesota is such a huge beating Minnesota on your home field is such a huge deal that you feel the need to rush the field. I'm like, in
3: a strange way, that is a pinnacle of success. We finally have the respect that we think we deserve. Yeah, right. I, yeah, why did they rush the field? That's really didn't really get weird. That. It, it, I mean. Because, what, Iowa was ranked at the time 20-something, and we were ranked 7 or 8 or something? Yeah, yeah. That's not the biggest upset ever, especially when you haven't won at Kinnick in almost 18 years or something like that. That's strange. Yeah. I, get, I get why we rushed the field for Penn State. I get that. And even Ohio State fans rushed the field against Penn State yesterday, but that was because they clinched the Big e, uh, Big Ten East, so that's why they decided to do that. But why Hawkeye fans decided to rush the field, I don't know. Yeah, plus, obviously, Ohio State, they still have- uh, are they at Michigan this year? Um, I don't know. I'm guessing so. I feel like every Ohio State game I've watched, they've been at home. Seriously. It's been weird. It's kind of been like the Packers this year. I feel like every Packer game I've watched, they've been at home. that's <laughs> well, not um, how
4: it's supposed to be,
3: but I no. Know. I, I know.
4: I don't think that that's the situation. But, Hopefully
3: it's in Michigan. Uh,
4: yeah, I, I, I'm i not 100% sure on that, but uh, yeah, this, this is uh, – uh, so this – the Gophers are going to be able to move the ball, but defensively I do have some concerns. And, and, I mean, Wisconsin can run the ball really well. I mean, they racked up 400 yards yesterday. Granted, it's against Purdue, a lousy yeah. Purdue, or an okay Purdue team, but have so many starters hurt and sure. are playing, with I think, a third-string quarterback or something. So that was one a game Bucky should win. But I saw both Badger fans and Gopher fans – basically conveying the same lament. It's like, boy, you better play better than this next week because it's a rivalry game. You know, I saw some Badger fans complaining, boy, you need to tighten that up. It's going to be a much tougher game at Minnesota. And I can't help but think that the Gophers were kind of overlooking Northwestern a little bit and the Badgers were overlooking Purdue a little bit. They both won, and they both ended up winning pretty comfortably, but... You know, I had to laugh at some of my fellow Gopher fans because that was a complaint. It's like, you only beat that crummy Northwestern team by 16, but come on, you're going to have to play better now. It's like, do you realize that this is uncharted territory? You're complaining about only winning
3: by 16 points
4: on the road in the Big Ten. That's when you hey. know you've arrived.
3: Hey, that boat's moving fast. When you're rowing that hard, things change quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So I know.
4: Just looking up the uh, schedule quick. Yeah, they're at Michigan next week. It's okay. a rivalry game. Still means a lot to
3: Ohio State, so they're going to obviously. It means a lot to Michigan, too. Oh, huge for Michigan, yeah. yeah. So Did uh, you see what the uh, Ohio State band did to Michigan during their halftime performance? No, no. Basically, um, first of all, Ohio State's band is phenomenal in terms of the chor- choreography that they do during the halftime. Um, I've like a couple weeks ago they did a big SpongeBob tribute and it was super duper cool. They did like the pineapple house for SpongeBob and everything. Uh, th- uh, la- uh, yesterday they did a giant pair of scissors and they brought out a Michigan flag. And the scissors went up to the Michigan flag and cut it in half, and the people that were holding the flag basically separated. So Genius. even though they yeah. were playing Penn State for the Big Ten East Championship that game, they were already looking ahead to Michigan. Oh yeah, well, once the game is over, that's perfectly fine, I, I guess. So that... Was that halftime?
4: Yeah, right. Oh, was it halftime? Or was it halftime? Oh, oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. Wow, that yeah yeah. Well, that was a tougher game. That was a tough game. They they beat they did beat Penn State 28-17. Penn State's still a good team. so sure. yeah. I didn't. Ex- you can't expect a blowout, but but
3: blowout. if they would have lost that game, you could have mocked and ridiculed them basically until next they Saturday for they, doing that. Yeah, they would have deserved it. So,
4: yeah, it's, it's for all the marbles. Uh, Wisconsin's ranked uh, number 12 right now. Gophers number 10. This is AP ranking. So, is that the
3: new AP that dropped like, uh, uh, not that long ago? This was... Uh,
4: no, this was as of yesterday, so I don't know what it is now. But okay. I can't believe there's significant in movement because they both won games they should have. So they right. probably be the same. But, uh, yeah, so much at stake. And like I say, I pretty much loathe everything Wisconsin. So... Even if the Gophers were like one in ten, I would still, you know, have knots in my stomach wanting to win this game so bad because I got that axe. Yeah, you got it, and it was so sweet to get it back um, next uh, last year. And all I can think of is if if the Gophers do win next week, all all I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'll probably post the Leonardo DiCaprio clip from Wolf of Wall Street. I says, you know, if if an inanimate object could talk, say, (laughs) I'm not leaving. No, well, he said more than that. Yeah, I know. I can't do that. That FCC (laughs) uh, FCC uh, precludes me from saying what he actually said. But uh, you know, I'm not leaving. Yeah, that's that's what I. That's why so desperately. All
3: right, we are ranked ninth now in the AP poll. Again, that doesn't matter. The college football playoff polls matter. One that matters, of course, of course, right now at least.
4: But uh, you know, top ten team again. First time in my lifetime. Definitely the first time since I've been following the team. So mm-hmm. this is enjoyable. We'll, we'll enjoy it. Uh, you know, it's it's a nerve wracking game. It's going to be a tough game. It's good. It'll probably be high scoring because ne- neither defense is that great. But no. both teams can. Both teams yeah. have very formidable offenses that can move the ball. The Badgers via the run. The Gophers via the pass. Yeah.
3: Two words: Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Man. He's At, scored, he's had two hundred yards in the last three games. Yeah, like not total. Like he's rushed for two hundred yards each of those last three games. Yeah, right. My goodness. Yeah. So Wisconsin and those running backs, man.
4: Yeah, yeah. They, it's a they factory. It is. It really is. So uh, uh, kudos to the uh, to the Gophers. They, you know,
3: that they,
4: they, you know, it may sound crazy to say this, but yesterday was kind of a test. For them, because it's like this is a game that you could easily look past, and it would be understandable if you look past it. But you still got to win it. And Tanner Morgan, despite being a concussion protocol, terrific game, four touchdown passes. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, get let, looking. For so much forward to uh, game day. Uh, who will be the celebrity picker? Uh, Tony Dungy would be a great selection. Jason mentioned Lindsey Whalen. Uh, we'll see, but uh, it's gonna be uh, gonna be a fun one, fun atmosphere nonetheless, and it's gonna be fun to see some of the signage in the background. That's always entertaining as oh, well. Yes. 651 That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NARNSHOW. Hashtag NARN Show. One final segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbelcom terms. Please don't text and drive.
12: Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting BEGIN to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text BEGIN to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text BEGIN to 64000 and try it for free. Text BEGIN to 64000.
7: Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older... and they discounted it to only 19.95. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com,
13: or call 800-500-8384. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog-and-pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you, since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three three My3Quotes.
4: Final segment here, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson, thanks for tuning in. 651 289 448 is the number to call. We only have a few minutes left.
3: Is Senator Abler still on?
4: Uh, yeah, on he actually
3: zone? just called back if you want okay. to talk to
4: him. Well, we only have a minute or two. I don't know if he wants to uh, give a final thought or whatnot, but he's certainly more than welcome to, to, to try. Hopefully we can keep him on the line. Uh, Senator Abler, we certainly apologize. Uh, for not making it oh, no, for uh, two full uh, segments. Me. But uh, we only have a few we only have a few minutes left. So any final thoughts uh, you want to convey to the listeners here?
5: Hey, don't believe your brother-in-law when he says there's service all the way to where you're going. So anyway, <laughs> uh, people need to watch. Uh, let me tell you, this topic of human services is very complicated. Yes. Uh, most people don't understand it. Their eyes glaze over. And because of that, it, it doesn't make the news in elections. It doesn't make the news in... Uh, like transportation does or healthcare, or education. Yep. But it is a huge, massively growing area of government. And frankly, we need the help to tame it and to make sure the money we spend goes to people who truly need it, people who can't live by themselves, people with disabilities, people with some kind of challenge that they can't overcome. Right. Uh, and frankly, we need all your listeners' help. And ask questions. As people knock on your door or when you talk to people on both sides of the aisle, what are you doing? Why are we doing this? Does this person really need our help? Is that our responsibility? All these questions. And then how are we going to serve these people? Just to make your just one final factoid here. So the biennial budget in human services is somewhere around $38 billion. The biennial state budget from federal fund and state is 70 mm. So
13: it's
5: more than half the budget. Right. And it's like the, uh, the forgotten department and no longer because of all the news. But thanks for shedding light on it. But government belongs to us, and so people all need to watch and help us uh, fight this fight. So, thank you.
4: Yeah, appreciate it, Jim. Enjoy your uh, time away down in the Sunshine State, and uh, we'll definitely catch up with you again soon. Appreciate the time, sir.
5: Yeah, yeah, God bless you. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Jim.
4: God bless. Yeah, so, and Jim is absolutely right. The media has been doing covering this a lot, and kudos to the media. You know, we, we, we're we frequent quit critics of the media on here when they deserve it, but you know what? I'll, I'll give them praise. Uh, they've been covering this very well. I mean, Dave Oreck at the St. Paul Pioneer Press is been doing a terrific job uh, covering this story. You can definitely do a search for him on the Pioneer Press website. And then star tribune has also had several stories about this as well, including covering the hearings extensively back in July. So uh, yeah, that's that, that's how it's getting out there in the public because people see the monstrosity that this is. They see $18 billion budget, more than that, you know, more than half the state budget. Again, People's, as Senator Abler alluded to, people's eyes kind of glaze over when you talk about it. But then when they start hearing that $60 million was inappropriately paid out and they're going back to the taxpayers to try to recoup those costs, people can at least understand that much, okay? And they may not understand the nuances that go with this particular uh, department, but they can at least understand that. And if they start to understand that, they can say, well, are, are there too many people that are relying on – the government tab to live their lives. And then it starts to become a serious campaign issue. So like I said, I can't think of any better commercial for fiscal conservatism than what we've seen at the DHS. So uh, we appreciate uh, again, Senator Abler's time for the few minutes he was able to join us. Uh, That's for certain programming note. I'll be uh, switching broadcasts again next weekend. I'll be in Saturday, November 30th for Mitch. Mitch's uh, show will air next Sunday, December 1st. So with that, Have yourselves a blessed Thanksgiving, folks. Look forward to talking to you next Saturday. And as always, we appreciate the time. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have a blessed Thanksgiving and a blessed week.
1: Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. Salem Surround is a full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn more how we can help you place your advertising message in front of today's digital consumers. Salem Surround helps deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers.
11: eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost don't wait if the deadline passes you may lose your opportunity to get a pain relieving back neck knee or wrist brace at little or no cost to you
0: 800-296-1261 800-296-1261 296 1261 that's 800-296-1261 Here at Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains and Blue Ox Heating and Air, we want to show our thanks to America's servicemen and women. That's why throughout the month of November, we're offering 20% off all installations or repairs up to $1,000 for any active military or veterans. That's in addition to offering free membership to our legendary care club. Visit our website for more info. It's our way of saying thank you for your service. Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains and Blue Ox Heating and Air, proud to support America's veterans and active military.